In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Jeremiah wants us to imagine two trees in our first reading this weekend. One, a barren bush in the desert, and the other, a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. The point he's making is that those who trust in themselves are like the first tree, the barren one in the desert, while those who trust in the Lord God are like the second tree, the one planted beside the waters. When heat or drought arrive, the first tree stands in a lava waste, while the second tree will continue to bear fruit. Why Jeremiah is contrasting these two trees makes sense when we look at the four verses just prior to this passage. He says that the sin of Judah is written with an iron stylus upon the tablets of their hearts. What is this sin of Judah? It's having amassed wealth and treasures for themselves without acknowledging the Lord God. Therefore, a fire has broken out of God's anger, burning forever. And this is why Jeremiah speaks of how the trees will interact with heat, since fire and heat is a very common illustration of God's judgment throughout the Old and New Testaments. We've moved from one issue to another in Corinth as we continue to hear from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now, the issue Paul is addressing is mentioned right at the beginning of our second reading. Some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead. At first, it seems like a silly claim, and one that doesn't even make sense logically. That's what Paul is saying here. If Jesus is raised from the dead, how can people say that people aren't raised from the dead? But the argument put forward by these Corinthians is a bit more complex. They weren't denying that Jesus had been raised from the dead, but rather that those who have already died won't be raised from the dead. Remember, they were expecting Jesus' second coming at any moment. And yet, when some in their community died before Jesus had returned again, they wondered if those people had missed out. Some said that those who had died won't rise from the dead, and only those who are still alive have hope to be with Jesus when he comes again. But Paul's point is that exactly because Jesus, a dead man, rose from the dead, we can be confident that all those who have died, or in his words, fallen asleep, will also rise from the dead. It's why he calls Jesus the first fruits, a topic we've discussed before on the show. It's in this train of thought that Paul says, if for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are the most pitiable people of all. In other words, if our hope for being with Jesus only applies to this life, and that when we die, we no longer have the possibility of being with Jesus, then we are the most pitiable people of all. We have the counterpart to Matthew's Sermon on the Mount in our Gospel this weekend. Since we're told at the beginning of the passage that Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground, this counterpart to the Sermon on the Mount is called the Sermon on the Plain. Both sermons are remarkably similar in structure. They begin with Beatitudes, discuss similar topics, and then end with a parable about someone building a house. For that reason, many scholars think that both of these sermons came from a singular source. Yet where Matthew spiritualizes the Beatitudes, mentioning the poor in spirit and they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, Luke pictures concrete individuals who really are poor, hungry, and thirsty. Lastly, although Luke's audience wouldn't have intricate knowledge of Old Testament stories, they likely would have at least known a bit about Moses going up on Mount Sinai to receive the law. And it's possible that there's a parallel here. Just as Moses went up on the mountain, received God's message, and then descended to give that message to the people, so too here Jesus goes up on the mountain to pray, 
chooses the 12, and then descends the mountain to instruct the people. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this sixth Sunday in ordinary time in year C. May this knowledge of the story behind the scriptures allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.